it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and it's 11 below today. Just a quick weather update before we start talking about video games, because guess what? I'm in my car. I'm on a Skype call with my good, dear, best friend, Luke Lord, the insipid ghost. I don't know why this intro cracks me up so much. Uh, Luke, this is a little silly already, but we're in for a really good time on the podcast, so go ahead. Tune in that dial to the Xbox Drive. Ball, say it with me, all ball. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Hello, hello, Luke Lore. It's it is excellent to talk to you today here on the Xbox Drive. How are you, my friend? I got question. I got two questions. Okay, yeah, hit me. I need to feed my ego here. Yeah, okay. You're very Am handsome, greatest- and people like you. Well, thank. Okay. Well, you're off to a good start. Okay. I just want to know: Am I the greatest co-host in all the land? Yeah. And am I the best that ever is and ever will be? You are the best that is and ever will be, but unfortunately, I am actually the best co-host uh, that ever was. So maybe we can share that. Is that okay? We split that. Call it a draw. You know what? We're going to call it a draw here on the Xbox Drive. It's a podcast made by the players for the players. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty excited And greatness about it. awaits. Well, jump in. I'm ready. Jump in. Can I tell you something? I don't know. This is, this is a great... Snapped. Did you hear it? I that was a good snapped. one. Oh, oh that right. was a Nintendo thing, right? We got, we got our bases yeah. covered there. Right. Uh, also, Wii U, 3DS, I don't know. They don't, they don't make no noises. My <laughs> good friend, his name is Rob. I don't think he listens, but if you are there, Rob... Uh, Hello, I really Rob. appreciate you. Hi, Rob. Um, his his gamer tag. You guys, everybody should just go be friends with Rob on Xbox Live. His gamer tag is one of the best Xbox gamer tags ever. We should tell Phil Spencer about this. It's jumped in, like he has already jumped in. He he, he was told to jump in, so he jumped in. How awesome that's, is that? That's a really good gamer tag. Mm-hmm. I really that's like a it. Really good gamer tag. Squat up. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's that's my idea. Squat up. All right, let's do it. I Go hit him up, up everybody. Show me, a, show me a screenshot of you becoming friends with Rob. His name is Jumped In, and uh, that'll be the new thing we do on Twitter this week, everybody. Literally three to four people are going to do this. I can't wait. That'll be amazing. I'm, be like, who the hell are I'm these so people? Ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm so ready. And Sean, can, can, shout out to – can we just – I just let everybody know. Yeah. I really appreciate the interaction that I get with you guys on Twitter because we've got great stuff to talk about. Big time. People are talking to us. I've got something called Stoplight Reviews for you, which I'm I'm excited Stop to tell Light you. Stoplight Reviews. I love it. But it's it's all from it's people talking and interacting with us on the old Twitterverse about right. the show and about us and it's there that is my second favorite thing about this show. My first one's talking to you, which, you know, I think I've said that before. That's a given, though. It's like standing date. But the idea that people are talking to us about about Xbox and gaming, that is the best. So they made my day today. I needed to pick me up this past week. It's been a rough week. So it was really nice to just the past seven days. Not this week. You know, you understand. I got you. So it was just really cool. It was thank you to our listeners. I really appreciate you guys. Speaking of our listeners, Sean Way surprise segment. It's a drive-by shootout. Shout out time. No, not shootout. Don't shoot out. Oh, not shootout. Shout out. It's a, that's how Canadians say. (laughs) (laughs) Braves B. Did you know about Braves B? Brian Scott had a baby. Tree fitty, tree fitty on mixer. He birthed a child. He, he himself, him, only him, nobody but him, had a baby, and I couldn't be happier for him, man. Everybody seems to be doing very, very well. I saw a picture of him holding the baby with a Achievement Unlocked Fatherhood Achievement t-shirt. So that, that deserves a Xbox shootout, shootout, shootout. Shout out to Braves B. Braves, always a good supporter of the show and dialoguing with this, but unlocks one of the best achievements you can unlock. Uh, Congratulations on fatherhood, man. We're really happy for you. Fatherhood, yeah. Yeah, man, congrats. So there you go. I bet you didn't expect that to happen, but you just never know what's going to happen when one of your co-hosts is driving home from work. This is crazy. It's true. It's true. Man, I'm, I would, that, that made me... I'm happy. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listeners make me happy. I, I don't know how to keep saying it. Luke's oh, firing on all I'm cylinders. That's another car punt. <laughs> oh man, look at us. Look at us. Hey man, Sean, we've got. Uh, 
uh, we've got a bevy of news. We do. This week, whereas last week we were able to talk about a number of things that we were wanting to hope to, to catch up on. Yep. Uh, in a great episode, and I got to tell you, really upset that after last week's episode, we didn't hear anything more about Gears Tactics. I wanted some rumor mail stuff popping in. I was thinking we'd see more about, oh, it's this, and yes, we've definitely got confirmation or whatever. It went silent. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that at some point uh, in a couple coming months. There was no there was no room in the news cycle this week for any of that business, though. There's lots happening, wrong. man. Yeah, they're taking a break. It, indeed, I'd say you're right. Oh. Uh, we've both played some games. Some of yep. them are the same. Yep. We, got, we got some Resident Evil talk future in the episode. Uh-huh. We've got some Hive Jump talk, some Steam World talk, Realm yeah. Royales in there. Amazing. Uh, and and as always, as become our our tradition, we got Game Pass news because hey. we just keep dropping games in there. So, uh, Sean, what do you want to start? Do you want to start with some news? Yeah, let's start with some news. I, you know what I really love that you kind of did like a little bit of a teaser as if people haven't already chosen to start listening. Like that was, <laughs> you know, like don't go away. Like coming up next is kind of like when E. EA did the thing at E3 where they're like 20 minutes until we talk about Battlefront. So don't worry about it, everybody. We're going to get to all the segments. But yes, speaking of EA, Sean. Oh my God! Sean, wait! It. No. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work unless it sounds, if it rhymes. Unless I did segment. it? No, no, no. Suspended. Okay. Um, Zipper merge. EA has canceled another Star Wars game. Yeah. Let's talk now about I want you this. To contain, contain your outrage. This is not a game you've ever seen. <laughs> you've never seen this game. <laughs> Calm it down, Eric. Thank Twitter. you for reminding me. <laughs> now, all that to say, mm-hmm. EA has, has had this license uh, for quite a while. They've produced two video games, canceled three mm-hmm. that I know of. That I know of. Uh, they produced Battlefronts 1 and 2. Yep. All with great potential and wasted potential. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're slowly but they've canceled turning yet into another. Obama. Was, oh, that's an accident. All right, so they op- They are canceling this open world Star Wars game uh-huh. that none of us have ever seen, but we're all really mad about. Right. But I don't think we're actually mad about this game being canceled mm-hmm. so much so that EA truly has botched this license uh, to this point. Despite Battlefront Two now being a really presentable game, yeah. Uh, despite Battlefront One eventually getting decent content, but but. I think it's fair to say gamers and Star Wars fans alike are mutually disappointed in EA's handling of this license. What do you think? Sure. I, this is this is such a, a bevious topic, I think is the correct word. Because what a, what a, I'm just going to be on the quick side of EA before I jump over to my you know totally outraged internet adult side. Mm-hmm. Um, what a crappy situation EA is in to have to appease gamers on the internet and Star Wars fans. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. It's impo- it's an impossible situation, impossible position. You can never please any of these people. So uh, if anything slips up, then you're going to hear about it. And that's kind of what happened when the uh, report from Kotaku came out uh, mm-hmm. that, that this game had been, had been uh, canceled. Now, have they botched the the Star Wars license? Might be the question. I think everybody is kind of rolling their eyes. Why are you even asking this? Of course they've botched it. Can I ask you a question, Luke? And, and people should look inside themselves about this as well. What mm-hmm. would what does success look like? Like what what could they have done where you go, man? Thank God EA had the or maybe somebody else. Like holy crap, that Star Wars license was put to really good use. And then maybe we could talk about like how far away they are from that because I don't think anybody's really thought about what they really want out of an EA license or EA licensed games or I'm sorry, Star Wars licensed games. Like what would you want? Oh, I've, I've thought about this, uh, ad nauseum cause I'm a staunch Star Wars fan and mm-hmm. a, a rather dedicated gamer to multi multiple genres. So I, I think battlefront two, um, showed us the first signs of what I truly would have loved to see them do. I, agree. I thought their Starfighter Assault mode was was really great, and I, I would have loved to seen that expanded into a Rogue Squadron-like game, something akin to that, Jedi mm-hmm. Starfighter, what have you. But those Starfighter missions in the campaign were excellent. Yep. The multiplayer, very solid in space. Yep. Um, really liked the controls. It wasn't that painful battlefield flying that you can sometimes get. Uh-huh. Battlefront did it quite right. Um, so I really liked that. I really did like the uh, the mission structure of seventy percent of that campaign in Battlefront Two. With um, oh, I forget her name, uh, but it's it's Iden Verso is the character, but I forget mm-hmm. the actress. Is it Janina? 
something. Yeah, she is a gamer herself mm-hmm. and a well-respected actress, um, actor. And I really enjoyed her story in there. I so much so that I did read the novel, the prequel novel that went with it that used her character. Yeah. And so I liked that aspect of Battlefront Two. What ruined Battlefront Two were the shoehorned in missions with Lando and Luke. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and then the. The, the microtransaction stuff for multiplayer progression, that soured everyone's tastes to a game that was passable that probably with all the updates have not revisited it, but with all the updates I would imagine has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that soured so many people's tastes. Battlefront 2, it was a, a second botched attempt at the Battlefront license, but I would have loved to seen a flying game akin to Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see more, more use with those missions. Um, and... The idea of Star Wars 1313 and then the Emmy game, those yeah. ideas realized would have been nice. And it wouldn't have been bo- it wouldn't have bothered me if they were 8.0s. You know? Yeah, I, that would have been fine. Just yeah. let me play in the world that I enjoy. Let me be Kylo Ren and feel awesome. Let me be uh, Han Solo or an equivalent or make my own character like in the Jedi Academy game, which I truly love. Yeah. And I will say quick side. I'm sorry. I'm answering your question with a lot of words. The there are a ton of great. OG Xbox back and pack games mm. available that you can play in the Star Wars license. So at the very least, uh, a very small consolation prize. We did get those. And so that's cool. That's a good point. I'm glad that you said that because I think that is where Star Wars fans are at because we've got this great big long history of great games. But um, it's kind of like a band who releases like one or two good albums over the course of 40 years and their best hits are really good. But like album to album, you're like, hmm. There's only one or two good songs on here. So maybe that's true. the journey we've been on with Star Wars. So, so um, there's that. I had one other benefit of the doubt that I wanted to throw over to, oh, um, to EA, is that this, if nothing else, uh, I think demonstrates how hard it is to make games. That you mm-hmm. can make a movie, you can kind of like make it work, even the, the rough idea of a movie, you can kind of morph into an actual film, but it's a lot harder to force games. We talk about um, shoehorning things in there, which you can always tell. But maybe maybe we should have a little bit of gratitude that games that weren't really coming together didn't get forced out because of the license. Like they could really is- sully the, the Star Wars uh, history or the legacy because EA just shat out a bunch of games. Like I am glad that that's not been the case, but the promise of what these games were, the Amy, Amy Hennig game and this open world game were all ideas that I wanted but mm-hmm. I think, like I said, it highlights the fact that making games is hard. Making games is real freaking hard. But, you know, EA is the one that we like to pile on. We like to dogpile. We like to crap on them. They suck. You know, all those things. But right. come on. Come on, guys. We can be better. And to, I agree with you to, to a strong point there. Devil's Advocate being there are some developers, some publishers, when they cancel a game, I'm okay. I understand. Scalebound was a good example of this from the Xbox right. Pantheon. That's, I'm glad you said that. Totally. Because if the game wasn't coming around, I do trust the mind of, of Phil Spencer to say, hey, Scalebound, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And we're desperate for our games and we don't want yours. There's a, That to me is a huge red flag. Right. Uh, crackdown, you're not ready. You can't come out yet. Okay, right. I trust that. The tr- I think what it comes down to is people don't trust EA for a slew of logical and illogical reasons. And that's, I agree. That's for people to debate amongst themselves uh, in some a different capacity. Yeah, but like what's the this- what's the example where you're like, you know what, they made a good decision on X, Y, and Z. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I'm sorry, but I can't really think of like they they released Titanfall two and they did, and mm-hmm. Battlefield five went and in the condition that it was in. So you're, I get it. I just yeah, I get it. And and I'm. I'm coming from a position of being pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying the Battlefield franchise, mm-hmm. and that didn't I did not see that coming. What about you know? the notion of this cancellation that it seems like, um, like I am mad that, especially about things like um, Visceral Studios being shut down because it closes other opportunities for other games that we really wanted out of them, and those mm-hmm. were very talented people, and they lost their jobs. Um what about the notion of it seems like, and this is where I'm going to jump on the hating hating EA uh, bandwagon. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem like they know what they want because they went from the single player experience and they canceled that to they want a big open world thing that they can have this big long tail on it and keep people engaged for many many years in an open world thing, and they're closing that down and now back to like a smaller experience that they can actually ship by the end of 2020 is what I've read last. What do you think about the flip flopping, man? 
I think it sucks like to it. I guess respawn right question. now. Yeah. No, I don't like it. But I think the all pressure on respawn, and so I'd hate to be Vince Ampella right now because every critic or everybody that played Titanfall 2 knows they can create a great campaign. Big time. Anyone that played Titanfall 2 knows they can create a good, well-played shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and a well-played shooter does not seem to match the title Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. That says to me, that says to me, third-person action on some level, Force Unleashed, but but probably a little more retained. Not Dark Forces. Um, I don't, I don't sense Dark Forces from yeah. that. But who knows? I have no, I truly do not know what to expect anymore. I just know all eyes are on respawn. Vince Sampello's got job has gotten infinitely more difficult, and it sounds like his timetable is restricted even more so. Yeah. So my apprehension does truly come from the fact that ea is manning the helm and that is not a fair thing to do to developers when a publisher is the one pressuring it does it is fair to have red flags uh come up so i'm not excited i'll I'll say this we're at a bare minimum like bare minimum i want a roadmap and there is none so i guess from that sense then i'm back on track with everybody else hating on ea saying like what are you guys doing because my my lowest expectation is that i would be able to see what as a Star Wars and games fan, what can I expect in the next couple of years? And I don't even have that, and that's brutal. It is not an exaggeration to say that all involved, publisher, developer, gamer, customer, consumer alike, deserve better. Totally. Star Wars deserves better. Everybody in this group, yep. it, it's just a match that hasn't worked out. It's like a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Two good people can go into a relationship and not be right for one another. Maybe that's mm. the case here. You know, I'm, Maybe I'm that's just the case. I'm glad we were able to break this down to be be good about it. I hope so. That's yeah. why people tune now, in, man. I hope so. Now, Sean, Luke, just yes or no question. Yeah. Did you like, did you like the last Jedi? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. You're suspended. All right. No, All right, I, we did. Can't be friends. I definitely did not. Um, uh, well, yeah, sorry. You know, you know, what? But that's where, There's that's another... really where my, that's really where a lot of my comments come from was so many people are so mad about the last Jedi. Um, they want, maybe these these filmmakers or maybe even the game makers to be more conscientious or they can take their time and make it right and maybe these movies are being rushed out and then they kind of turn the other way and go why aren't you giving us our games and it's like well maybe it's because they they want to make it right they don't want to have uh the fan reaction that had had been delivered over to solo and and the last jedi so that's a good proxy discussion for the idea that, you know, when you're creating something in a beloved IP, do you yeah. create something to make the old fans or do you try to evolve it to bring in new people? We've seen that happen with Halo. Yep. We see that we're, that's happening right now with Gears. Yep. That's happening, of course, with Star Wars in the mm-hmm. movieverse. Uh, and, and we see it happening in a lot of television shows. So that's that's the thing. You know, some people didn't like uh, a Star Wars game for being too uh, too much like another one. Halo 5 got that. Gears 4 got that. Right. But if you don't evolve, then you become kind of a, a cyclical Call of Duty. So there's a bigger discussion there that we don't have time for, but I do like the comparisons in different mediums, and it speaks to gaming's evolution as a medium. Totally. Sean, we almost divorced when you said you didn't like The Last Jedi. Uh, but you know who did get divorced? Oh, no. Who? Bungie and Activision in a, in a huge shakeup. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna bring up some old wounds. I'm like, come on, man. He's trying to move past it. It's 2019. Um, yeah, this is. I don't. This is where we have to admit and put out there. Maybe we should start with the, the podcast. With we're just two dudes on the internet. We don't know anything. Do but we can at least comment Absolutely. on it. Uh, Absolutely. Good for Bungie, I guess. This is such. This is such a weird place for them to find themselves in again. That they they had the backing of just enormous corporation dollars. And they choose they choose to kind of go independent again. So here's here's where I get to say everybody should go out and buy buy their Destiny two copy or or buy all the DLC, all the expansions because you got to support the indie developers. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Those smaller developers they struggle sometimes. That's and, right. Uh, when you've got a game like Destiny that's on shelves trying to put out content, and those indie devs they struggle. Yeah. You know you want to make sure you support them. You gotta, but truth be told, kids. I do. I love Bungie's story. I, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels from Jason Schreier. Definitely a book worth worth reading. They had a, he had a great chapter on Destiny. But I do find it very interesting to study their their journey through the gaming sphere. They cheer. They were once a, a Microsoft yeah. um, property. Before that, they worked in Macintosh and, and making Marathon. And then they created Halo. 
for the original Xbox and evolved Halo all the way through Halo Reach. And uh, then th- that game was kind of their parting hello or uh, goodbye. Thank you to, to Xbox. And we're leaving the big giant corporation that is Xbox so we can do our own thing, be our own masters. Yeah. Uh, and then they sign on with with a publisher like Activision, uh, who were at the time very much the stewards of Call of Duty and still are. Yeah. And destiny has been met with very mixed reactions from developer publisher gamer alike and that franchise many people attribute the problems of that franchise to greedy publishing but i guess we're gonna find out aren't we though like that's 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 the the interesting thing that's gone the safety net's gone uh but there but but i think bar none bungie's gameplay top notch big time yeah, I I am interested to see. We now live in a in a post Witcher three world where you can make those enormous games and you can have the heart and soul of a developer come through to the packaging that the game comes in. And we didn't really have that before. And I feel like the um, Bungie Des- uh, sorry the Bungie Activision marriage kind of happened just before that. Uh, so I'd be very interested to see how much of a nod they give to. Or how much they emulate what uh, CD Projekt Red has has been able to do. And then the other thing that I would say about this is that I hope from a hometown pride type of thing, I, depending on how Anthem goes, I really would like uh, Bioware to have a look at this and see, like, is that something you guys would want to do? Because, of course, they started out independent. They're in with EA. I don't know if it's gone extremely well in terms of delivering on games that are true to their heart and soul. Is there an opportunity for a similar type of, you know, split while while holding on to certain assets. I'd be very interested mm-hmm. to see the reporting that comes out of this from probably Jason Schreier about mm-hmm. how did they manage to do that? They got out of their contract early, um, not only on timelines, but also the number of games. I believe the contract or the deal originally was four games over the course of, I want to say, 10, ten years. 10 years sounds right. And But they kept the kid. They kept the IP. How did, it seems like they got everything they could ever want out of it. So it'd be very interesting to see like what was exchanged, what was the trade-off, and what did um, what did Activision truly gain out of this? I'm really interested to see. So well, I know Destiny fans are, are this is all they ever really wanted. Um, as a cursory Destiny fan, I'm just very, and just a games fan in general, I'm very interested to see what does this mean for the game? What are they going to be able to do now that they weren't able to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be cool to see, though. To make this Xbox relevant, um, it was interesting to see Phil Spencer and many other uh, Xbox yeah. developers tweet, tweeting how much they're looking forward to working with Bungie. Uh, it did not, from what I from what I gathered from the tweet, I didn't read any subtext to be like, oh, we're coming to come by you. Right. Um, which I think is what many people jumped to because it's a natural thing given that Xbox is, or Microsoft is buying up studios. I did not take that away. I just took and the away. the relationship. That's true. I took away a positive thing there. I don't imagine any. I don't imagine the bridges that were burned previously still exist to be burned because we've seen this Xbox rebuilding structure. Right. Uh, but I. But I also truly, between you and I, and and anyone listening, I don't necessarily need Bungie to be exclusive to anybody. I I like the idea of them being multi-platform. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really do miss the date. Like they. There's a special sauce there. And I, as an Xbox fan, I, I miss having that kind of on, on my side of the fence. But mm-hmm. you're right. Like, maybe it's just better for gaming if they are kind of like that CD Project Red where they can just show everybody their, their self. They don't have to rely on, on a sugar daddy like Phil Spencer <laughs> to line their pockets and, and le- let them realize their dreams. They're very self-sufficient now. So that's how I say it. I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with this. True. Relevant news, nonetheless, no matter where they end up, no matter what happens there. Um, but let's go to to some some brighter moments here. We got a lot of Game Pass relevant topics. Here. Yeah. Uh, Game Pass is releasing three new titles uh, in January. They teased three, and now we know what they are. Yep. Um, I first of all, we must give an ample shout out <laughs> to the Xbox Game Pass social media team. Seriously, continues to impress. Hmm. Uh, go ahead. You, do you want to share this part? Well, I don't know how many. So the, the original tease of it was they 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 shared a totally like made up but seemingly real screenshot of a of a inbox an email inbox with um mm-hmm. along the side you could see the messages that have been going back and forth with like scorpions saying get over here uh, mm-hmm. back and forth and so that is hilarious and then of course the message that everybody's focused in on is uh, the schedule of January releases on on Game Pass which. It revealed or it showed 
the ones that we already know about, and then it blurred out the ones that were up and coming, all but the first letter of the games. So mm-hmm. that part is was tantalizing. We talked about that last week. But then if you look at their Twitter profile, they actually, if you look at there's three tweets in a row, the first words being mm-hmm. we and then happy and then few. Holy balls, man. Are you serious? I am and there's a there's a there's a tag along with Forza later. But holy crap, uh-huh. I need to be looking at every tweet in a row from now on. <laughs> I'm gonna be just trying to figure out what are people teasing when we don't even realize they're teasing something. They got me good. Yep. They got me real good. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie there. Um, but I'm gonna take full credit for all of this, Sean. Because oh, do you yeah. remember when I first came on the show and I said you guys should follow them? Yep. You're right. Remember? Yep. You knew all it me. before. You're right. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Me and only me. Def- def- I definitely didn't see it. You told me about it, so I got- I jumped on board. It was just it's just cool to see that evolving. Uh because it looks like they're having fun. They and really are. Sometimes when you have a corporate handle, you don't get to have fun. Mm-hmm. But Wendy's taught us anything. It's to have a good time. <laughs> You're right. It was Wendy's first. So the games that are coming to Game Pass that were teased and we didn't know about, We Happy Few, yep. Shadow of Mordor. Oh, goodness. Shadow of Mordor is good. Mm-hmm. And Saints Row the Third, which if you've not played by, by now, you must be six. But very fun game. <laughs> Did you say you must be six? Dude, that game's been re-released for like the past three decades. I love That's it. That's before it, it's been out forever. But yeah. a very fun game. I can remember many a time just just jumping around the world, having a little crackdown of a good time. Mm-hmm. Saints Row Third. Saints Row the Third. Yeah, the the obvious standout for me is Shadow of Mordor, one of the funnest games I played this generation. And then the only other thing I would say is We Happy Few. Not very good, but kind of a, um, I guess, just a, a an eventuality. Of the compulsion, compulsion games, yep. yeah, that mm-hmm. didn't sound right. Uh, of of that purchase, so it was similar with Hellblade coming out earlier from Ninja Theory, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound right either. Damn it, I'm a second guessing myself, no. man. I'm smarter. So, I'm smart, and people like me. So what he, Sean is trying to say <laughs> is people do like you, Sean. <laughs> what Sean's trying to say. Is that given uh, we have our compulsion games now taking over or being taken over by Microsoft, not taken over, that's a terrible way to say it, bought out by Microsoft and now becoming a, an exclusive studio, it was likely to see that their multi-platform totally. games would come somehow to support an Xbox service. Now we see it this way. And as you said, we have a few beloved by some, but not many. Um, nonetheless, it's me. a nice – yeah, not by many people, but there's – in in almost all games that are not initially critically well reviewed, there are its own fan bases. Uh, Fallout seventy six is a good example of this. Um, it's good to see that people are going to get to experience and try the game uh, without a big hit to their wallet. That like is that. the best way to experience that game for free, risk free. Maybe you like it, but you should probably move on. Play Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. What else we got? It's true. Oh, Shadow of Mordor is so good. Shadow of Mordor is so good. Uh, Division two, Sean Capri. I love this deal. Yeah, I love this deal. Now, we saw this a while back. I don't think we I think we forgot to spotlight it. But Division 2 is coming out, not mm-hmm. into Game Pass. However, if you were to pre-order Division 2, if you're excited for the Division 2, you get a month of Game Pass for free. Why is that interesting, Sean? I don't know. Why it's why is that interesting? I was I was tossing it to you. Do you I, I know? Okay, because know. the Division is in Game Pass. Oh. And you can work on rewards from the Division to lead into Division 2. You get your shields and and stuff. It's kind of like you know, in Destiny, you get those, uh, you know, like accolades for completing X task, and then it shows up on your profile. Dude, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Holy crap! Yeah. So in pre-ordering Division Two, you get yourself a month of Game Pass. You play the Division, do some cool stuff in the Division, and then you're ready for its sequel Holy with crap. some new with some new stuff. That's just smart. It's cool. Can I tell you something about Division, and we'll move on? I think that it might be beating out Anthem for my most anticipated game for this year. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's only because it's it's a bit more known to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Man, the internet sucks. <laughs> it's kind of just like I hear, and I haven't even looked into it, but I admit that it's affecting me. I'm just kind of hearing these things that people have seen Anthem and they're not stoked about them. Like, that kind of impacts my level of hype, and I guess that's what's letting The Division kind of win out here. I'm still very excited for Anthem, but damn it. People suck. They're impacting what, my hype levels. I'm in. I'm in and out on Anthem, so I'm probably damaging your hype levels. It's all your fault, uh, Luke. Good. Me and only me. Yeah. Um, it's obvious. But but no truth. 
I think for me the factor is what I'm liking about Anthem is that it's PVE only. Yep. So they can focus on story content. They can Good focus point. on uh, content for me to just play and enjoy by myself. Mm-hmm. Or if if um, you know Antonio Guillen or Bad Bit or Andrew or my like my Realm crew jumps yep. in and we got it. Uh, if you and I ever Yo found team. time time to to play. Yep. Uh, you know, like it, I like that idea, but also if you're not around or anyone's not around that I, I play with, I've got stuff there. Uh, and that's what's appealing to me. Plus, I do enjoy sci-fi third person aesthetic. That's that's a that's a mm. Luke thing. I like mechs and bugs. Who doesn't want to be Iron Man? Gosh, I flying know. through the galaxy. I, Holy crap. That's true. I'm it's true. So, you know, the I, bottom line, I like this division style marketing. I like when we see games reference their prior, their predecessors, which uh, should note by the time that this comes out, it'll, most people will have just a little too late. But if you buy Ace Combat 7 or pre-order Ace Combat 7 kind of real early and buy or buy it in its first few weeks, you know, you get uh, Ace Combat 6, Skies of Liberation, the one that I loved on 360, back and pat, you get that back and pat. That's crazy. I love deals like yeah. that. That was like a lot with uh, South Park. Stick of truth and mm-hmm. fractured butthole. Yeah, no fractured butthole. I that's what I said. No, no. Yeah, oh. maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think that's their joke. Oh, butthole! Oh, like your anus. Yeah, there it is. Your fractured wow. anus. Okay. No, it's like the planet Uranus. You want to move on? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Celeste getting free DLC in January January twenty fifth. That's cool because it's a it's a Games of Gold title, which and is super free. cool. It is free. It is free. That's a good, good. point. Yeah, look at my, that note right there. Um, you got in here that Forza Horizon four is getting uh, or it's dropping update five. Yep. Big old you update. Mean, oh, you mean you mean it's coming in? Like, yep, the update dropped. It's here. It dropped. They dropped it. it. Oh, oh, not like they dropped. Like they're not doing it anymore. No, I'm sorry. That's because I, I know unfair. they're dropping emotes. I know they're dropping emotes. So mm. that's. that's I got you. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, that's separate. So they're they're getting rid of the Carlton dance and the floss dance. So there's that. The, they're getting rid of that. But they are giving an update uh, where um, Mitsubishi, in case people realize that they really like Mitsubishi and it wasn't in Forza Horizon, they're upset about that. Well, be upset no more. You get a mm-hmm. free seven car pack featuring a bunch of Lancers, probably, and uh, Eclipses, probably, and whatever else you want to drive from the original Fast and Furious movie. There's also a new game mode, the free uh, free for all adventure. Cool. I think yes, I'm not that's reading what it. it. Says. I'm still yeah, driving because I'm in my car, ball. And there's another Horizon says. story. So a big old update to keep you back on uh, Forza Horizon. Luke, are you gonna play it? No. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Sure not. Yeah. A little sure late. Not. I didn't. I didn't get the Storm Island DLC. Um, no. Probably okay. not. Probably okay. not. They need to do something special like hot wheels that's a little bit eclectic for me to go back in uh which i was actually have thinking about this today sean yeah um in order for a game that has a steady release schedule to be worthy of something special in my mind like a game of the year or an award or something else because ports horizon 4 deservedly got a lot of accolades yep. didn't get a whole lot of game of the years right um i think it needs to do something different call of duty black ops 4 they brought us battle royale in, in a great way they, they had a worthy inclusion into that genre but like black ops 3 or call of duty modern warfare rah, 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 i would never have considered those as a game of the year contender um or anything special there you had to do something unique Forza Horizon 3 did something unique. Forza Horizon 4 did not. You changed the weather. That was something I'd seen before. And so just whenever you're going to have a game that has a cyclical release date, um, it needs to be special in some way, for, in my mind, to stand out. Um, and maybe that's why I wasn't enthralled with Odyssey but liked Origins for, for Assassin's Creed. Maybe not. But that's in my mind. That's a Luke thing. Who knows? Okay. Um, you know, so. uh, speaking of cars... Rocket League got Xbox and PS4 crossplay. Holy crap. I can't believe this isn't our topic of the week, although we got something very special. Uh, But maybe we'll just touch on it very, very quickly. I cannot wait to beat the crap out of Bad Bit himself at uh, at Rocket League. While I'm on my Xbox playing with my Xbox gamer tag Mm -hmm. and my Xbox controller by playing a person Mm -hmm. on PlayStation who cannot change their name, of course, who's playing on, uh, on the lesser console. I'm just kidding. We can uh, finally put to rest which plastic box is better. 
That's right. And which group of people is better? And <laughs> oh my God. Uh, by default, our, our value as a human being is going to be justified by our win in this uh, crossplay experience. I can't refute any of that stuff. You're absolutely right. So let's celebrate. This is something that I, it's so weird because we made such a big deal about crossplay and how we couldn't have it and we wanted it and blah, blah, blah. And now it's here and it's like, I guess it's like story number seven in our list of things here and we'll probably won't spend too much more time on it, which is very strange. It's kind of, I don't know. It's, well, I, I'm wrestling you, with that a little bit. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't trust it right now. Mm. Uh, because Sony's been so finicky on the idea, change your name, maybe sort of kind of, oh, crossplay, maybe sort of kind of here, maybe not. Yeah. I need it to be smooth. I, I need evidence of it to be productive. Yeah. And then I'm going to be into it. Then I'll yeah. be into it. Hey, do it to Fortnite, then you're in. I got to okay? try it. I'm going to play Fortnite. Here's, here's what I'll, I'll celebrate. I want, I'm, we're being a little salty here. The best thing about this is that if you ever had a time where you wanted to play a multiplayer game just of, with anybody you don't care who you're playing with, and it takes you a couple minutes or whatever to land on a game to matchmake, that time should be a little shorter because you're now launching into a pool of all the players, not just the Xbox mm-hmm. players, not just the Switch players, not just the uh, PS4 players. It's everybody. So that is such a huge benefit, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how that impacts things. So thank you, I guess, Sony. Thank you to Psyonix for just being ready for this change. So I mm-hmm. love it. Absolutely. I'd like to see it come to more, more, and we'll see where that goes You know, in future. Mm-hmm. Sean, I got a couple games I want to just mention to you that okay. I've been playing. Oh, yes. Yeah, but before I do that, I'm going to pitch you a new segment. New segment. Oh, no. I'm not prepared. Stoplight reviews. Oh here's my god. Here's the deal, Sean. Too many games are coming out. Uh-huh. More than you and I can play productively. That's true. So when we have time, when we have the ability, when we are able to share games with our listeners, we do. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. We do. And so we have just sent out a code to Absolver to someone who responded with us uh to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have a code for aftercharge. Uh waiting to be given away so if somebody is looking forward to that and you hear this on the show and you tweet us that you want to review after charge for us all you need to do is tweet us let us know you want this game that we've got that we're that we're offering on our twitter or on the show and play it enjoy it not enjoy it what have you and give us a one to two tweet review of the game that's it something that you can read at a stoplight that's it. We're not actually gonna let you read a stoplight because I'm scared. Yeah, um, but if you're in the passenger, if you're in the passenger, you're not driving. Right. Yeah. Right. So here's the deal, guys. We have these games. When, when we're able to share, we want to. So that's the thing. Right now, uh, Absolver is out for review with our super cool listeners. Uh, After Charge. If you're interested in that multiplayer shooter, let us know. It's also on Game Pass. Um, we would love to hear from you guys what you think of X game, Y game, and so on. This is a brilliant idea. Thanks. 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 It was your idea. Was your no, idea. No, definitely. It definitely wasn't. I'm not even, it was all, it, this is you. Absolutely you. The compliment. Don't confuse I'm, the people. I'm grinning a they little bit. They don't know you're yeah. joking. Yeah, they don't know you're joking. Okay. okay. Um, Good job. I've been playing a game that I reviewed over on my old Twitter account and was able to give away a game courtesy of the Xbox Drive called Hive Jump. Nice. This game's super weird and super dope and it's fun. Uh, imagine, imagine Sean Super Metroid graphics, like 16-bit, but good. You know what I'm saying? Like solids, good stuff, 16-bit. And you have Contra-style gameplay, but the levels are randomly generated productively. It's not annoying the way it's uh, created. This is Hive Jump. It was available on Wii U. Weird, I know. That is Uh, weird. Available on Steam. You know, whatever. Uh, Dorks. But then... (laughs) They kind of go back, rework some stuff, and it just launched onto Xbox One and Switch. And I got to tell you, man, I really liked this game. This is nice. a good old time. You're in, a, you're in a power suit of armor, running around in Contra stuff, shooting bugs. And you might have noticed the theme here. Luke likes power armor and killing bugs. And uh, it's fun. It's a good time, guys. It's a good time. I put a review over on my Twitter handle. Uh, it's currently pinned there. I'll probably be pinned there for another two days. Um, but yeah, man, it was really neat. And the devs were super nice. So that was oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw the, some interaction over there. It's, uh, who doesn't want to play um, Starship, Starship Troopers, the game? It's true. And there are, between Hellfront Honeymoon and Hive Jump, I've been playing a lot of Starship Troopers. Question, cool. is there a sexy shower, sour, shower scene in Hive Jump? Uh, I haven't unlocked that yet or oh. gotten to that level. I don't know. The game's freaking hard. Oh. So I'm still in easy mode on campaign one, but I'm having a blast with it. Like, it really is fun. It's good. 
I get it. Oh. A blast. Sweet. Sweet, man. Hey, we played a game together. Well, not together, but separately, but we both played it. About zombies and yeah, uh, being residentially this. evil. Resident Evil, can I tell you something, dude? I uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. They're not even calling it a remake. They're just, I guess, like 2019. Okay. Like Tomb Raider 2013 kind of thing. Doom 2016, sure. I was yeah, excited. Same. I was I was caught up so similar to... I'm not going to get into it. I was caught up in a lot of other people's hype for this game, but myself, I didn't have a lot of like personal real reason to be excited about it. And then I played this one-shot demo that you got me hyped up about, and this game it plays so good man it still has like the weird kind of the weird obtuse puzzles and the the cheese ball kind of uh, setting it's very strange but it plays like a new game should but still kind of celebrates what the original game is all about at least from the 30 minute demo that i played now i should say i didn't even get 30 minutes out of this game can i tell you why luke what is that i beat it i beat this demo in Shut 20, up. 26 really? minutes. I I got to the end of it. And I know that people were talking about how they hit 30 minutes and it just kind of like fades. And I thought that that's what had happened to me. But you get to a certain point, you can't go any farther. You see a lady, she's outside of of the, the, the police station. And you're talking to your guy who got bit in the stomach or something. And and then it kind of fades to black. He's all like, Billy, I'm... Uh, can I ask another question about the zombies? I guess you, you get scratched and bitten all the time, but you're not turning into a zombie. You just patch it up and you're fine. That's that's the world we live in here. I dude, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I had I, a... I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, all all to say, I didn't have really any personal first hand experience to be excited for this full on game. But this demo <laughs> is one of the best demos. Definitely the best demo of the year. Best demo in a long, long time. What was your experience with it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say something so authoritatively, definitively, and you're you're gonna come and go like it was okay. It was okay. No, I don't know. It was okay. Really? I play. I Resident Evil Four is one of my favorite games of all time. <gasps> Resident Evil Seven is one of the most amazing games of all you're time. Serious right it's now? Play. I am totally serious. It plays like Resident Evil Four did. Yeah. But man, I I was just like, all right, this is this is interesting. Um, no. But you, you were with me on this journey. Um, I was streaming it, which might be the wrong thing to do with a horror game for me, just for the way I experience games. Mm. But yeah, man, I was not impressed. I don't understand why people Dang like it. it. Oh no! Die. They don't die when you shoot them in the head, which is, I mean, like, no, they're zombies. Get it together. Well, they take fewer um, shots when you get them in the cheekbone and in the eyeball. Uh, you gotta be, you gotta be a sharp shooter, man. Yeah, I played it with headphones side. on in the dark by myself, so I got, I definitely felt the tension, man. I, you go down the dark hallway with water on the ground, everything's drippy and dark, and you wonder what the heck was that? So hopefully, I can have a new experience with this. Uh, maybe if they release a, a demo that's not timed or whatnot. But the scariest part to me was when I saw the toilet that was overflowing. Like that is terrible. That is really awful. Like, God, there's nothing worse. First that's... date, see that toilet water wise, and you're just like, oh god. There's horror. That's horror we can all relate to. The the scariest thing. Did you find the zombie that was hiding in the locker? No. Yeah. No. There's. There, beware, everybody. Now, in, in case you haven't played it, yet, you can be like, which locker is he in? There's a zombie in a locker, and son of a bitch, if he's not bigger than that locker, it's not physically possible. It's like a clown car zombie locker. <laughs> bottom, all right, so this game, well made, clearly. Yeah. It's going to do well, I'm it sure. It is going to do well. And I can tell you, if, if I don't get it at launch, uh, I'm sure I'll get it on sale and enjoy it. But uh, the demo did nothing to sell oh, me. Oh, I'm disappointed. I had a great time with it. Good. I'm, hey, look I'm at really that. Everybody lock, lock it down. Luke didn't like a game. It oh happens. yeah, it yeah. happens. Put it, on record. Put it on record. Now let me talk to you about Halo. No, um, <laughs> cruise control. Can we shift into cruise control very quickly? Is that a thing we can do? We can do it definitely. I think we got a we got really time. interesting one this week. All right. So I got on that old Twitter handle, Sean Capri, and I tweeted out a quick poll: Does Xbox need VR in the next gen? Yeah. And we had 44 people respond, which, as you know, is completely accurate to the amount of people that significant. are... significant. Right, yeah. It's, it's, good. it's a great, great sample size for what's mm. going to show up in the next Somehow, gen. 10 times um, more people than listen to the show, but that's great. Yeah, only good four job. people listen. It's true. 52% of people that responded said that, yes, Xbox needs VR in the next gen. But more interestingly, 48% of people said no. 
because math. But they said, no, we don't need VR. <laughs> and, and I've got some some listener takes. Yeah. But I want to hear your take first. I think uh, I go back and forth, man. I, I've had a couple of VR experiences that are very, very good. But it also reminds you how far off we are from it being like equivalent to the screen, the TV experience that we that we're coming to, to know and love. So I don't know, man. I could I could take it. I could also leave it. So I'm very interested. I I am. I'm very much like my own personal take is fifty two forty eight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you, and I think so are our listeners. Uh, Chris yeah. White at Neo Lego said, "Need absolutely not. It's yeah. novelty at best." Yeah. Ooh, and I thought that was a bold take. It's novelty at best. I don't ever see Xbox making a VR headset. I do anticipate there being headsets compatible with the next Xbox. Uh, and then Secret Friends Unite uh, said. Todd, Todd Oxford, right. Yep. Yep. I'm yep that guy. You keep going. You're good. Todd oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, he said, I think it's a no brainer to have Oculus and Vive supported on the Xbox next. It'll yeah. have the hardware strength and, uh, or to be a boon to those headsets. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It would actually help both of their markets. Uh, highly intelligent says, I don't think they need it, but if they do need to, uh, make hardware with it, uh, if they do, they need to make hardware with it. Now this was interesting. He says they don't need it, but if they do do it, they have to be the ones to make the hardware. Least amount of cables possible uh, for a comfortable headset, and they should really partner with Oculus, which is was interesting. Partner. Mm. Blaze Knight suggests that um, he says that VR is pretty niche and that it typically caters to certain types of games. He's enjoying Resident Evil 7. Uh, but what, the, what would the cost be of a VR 4K headset? Goodness. Um, so all of them are kind of like the wishy-washy just like you and I. You know, they've got, oh, this, but maybe this. Like, I don't think they should make it themselves. Personally, they can make it enabled. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and the the one staunch standout, all caps, was Mr. Badbit, Joseph Moran from the Trophy Room. Um, that's a ripoff podcast where they make PlayStation podcasts by the players for players. But wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so it's nothing. I mean, it's our idea, obviously. Totally. Uh, he says, and his experience comes from genuinely using VR with PSVR, which is a good thing to note. Um, he said, some of my favorite games last year, Beat Saber, Moss, Astrobot, they're awesome experiences that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge market yet, but more players like Microsoft that come into the VR, the better, uh, and it's better for VR overall. And I thought that was that was telling because he had cited examples of experiences he had mm-hmm. that are well reviewed and mm-hmm. well liked and and seem to be catching VR fire. So, Sean, uh, I don't think they need VR that is proprietary, but I would love them to have the ability to use it there. I think that would be an interesting way for them to differentiate themselves from PlayStation. And uh, I'm going to jump off of. Mr. Badbit's remarks there as well. I am split on it for a number of reasons. Uh, one, from a fairly selfish, just me and how much time do I have for video games? Do I need yet another slice or another platform to worry about another library of games that I'm not going to be able to get to? It's a huge mm-hmm. reason why I haven't picked up PSVR at this stage. It's just it's an easy way to simplify my life. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. nervous about that working its way over into my favorite platform or becoming less of a, a niche and more more mainstream um, but I do think that it would be really interesting to, to kind of have, um, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm nervous about Microsoft getting distracted by, by this. I feel mm-hmm. like, like PlayStation does not do a very good job of multiple pillars. I don't think really anybody does a very, very good job of, of maintaining multiple pillars within a, a gaming ecosystem. So I'd be very nervous to see Microsoft do the kind of connect thing again, where connect was going to be that, that special part and maybe you have some games that take advantage of it and some games that, that don't. P, like VR is kind of that thing for the next gen that I'm worried about. I, I'm nervous that it's going to either become too important and people don't, like it's going to be too central to the experience mm-hmm. and people aren't ready for that, or it's not central enough and people don't see value in it. Like it's a weird thing. And that's why I'm wishy washy. I get, if it takes off, then like, man, we better have it. But if it doesn't, like, ah. It, it detracts from and takes away takes away focus from what we need Xbox to be at the start of the next gen, which is focused on games that people love to play. And I don't think that VR has, even though there's little hints of that, it has not solidified itself as like, this is where gamers come to play and Xbox has got to start on that foot. So I that, that's my answer, man. Whatever they do, I hope they don't try to create the tech 
that is solo to themselves. Like if you're going to like they, they've set themselves up with many, many studios uh, purchased and acquired and being built to create games to fulfill their Game Pass uh, subscription. Great. That's awesome. You've laid yeah. a foundation. Amazing. You certainly have the resources to create VR stuff, but you also built an Xbox One X that beats out most modern PCs uh, right. that consumers have. Not like your best of this, but they beat most people, PCs in people's houses. So you've got the ability through Play Anywhere and the infrastructure to to give out this PC market and allow PC market to step in and enjoy VR on your platform. But what I don't want them to do is adapt HoloLens and create a special camera that goes with HoloLens and does that. No, 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 yeah. no. Do with what other people are making, make it the best place for them to make your games or make it easily accessible for your games. Mm -hmm. um, don't get distracted. You, you said it very well. Don't get, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's also it's antithetical to what we've been seeing them blur the lines between the console and the PC. So it'd be very mm -hmm. weird for them to now like go, well, this is the thing that's only on Xbox. Like that's not the direction that they're going in. So mm -hmm. I, I, we can take solace in that, maybe. Indeed, Luke, Sean, I'd like to close out the show. Okay, I think that's all right. I want to say that uh, I rolled credits on Steam World Dig One. <gasps> what a great game! Currently on sale right now, less than five bucks, and SteamWorld Dig Two is less than ten for the weekly deals of gold. Guys, if Luke Lore can ever motivate you to enjoy yourselves a good old Metroidvania, this is it. Nice. Do check do check out these SteamWorld Dig games. They mm -hmm. truly are great. They're charming as can be. Yep. Support those indie devs right alongside uh, Bungie, Image Inform, and yeah. Bungie. Got to support them both. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sean Capri, where can we find you, my friend? Find me uh, parked right outside my house or on the internet at Sean Capri on Twitter. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Luke Lore, where can we find you? Uh, check me out on Twitter, guys. It's kind of my hub for everything else, but at MLS Reserves. Uh, and really and truly follow at the Xbox Drive because that is, oh, yeah. that is what makes us so happy is when we see and hear you guys on that handle and we get to hear and see the show grow so at the xbox drive that's the one we would love for you to share and if you've got uh if you've got thoughts for us on how to make the show better really i do want to hear them i need to hear them sean needs to hear them we want to be better for you because it makes us happy to do it and stay tuned to that twitter handle luke and i might have some very cool and exciting news coming up i don't know if we'll launch it on the twitter because i'm making up of this as i go or on the on the on the podcast next week but something very awesome has happened we are in the works of finalizing some details so stay tuned for that everybody it's, it's true i'm i'm ecstatic and nervous you should be should be both I'm of those things i'm gonna get a haircut me That's too what I'm gonna do. okay yeah and a massage right. i want a massage I'm getting one this Friday. Oh, lucky. I need to go inside and have some dinner with my my, fam my family. Luke, this was a so, great episode. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed it, my friend. Do you want to say bye to the people like everybody at OK Beast? Uh, no, that's this is on YouTube this week. Oh, I no, we should do – okay, no, I'm, this, is, this is it because we've been struggling with this uh, to draw this out for another 30 seconds. We, we, we suck at closing the show, obviously. So what we are going to do from now on is we are going to copy another – Shows closing last week. I think we did We've Nintendo. Never Guru. copied a single show. We've oh, you're right. Okay, so this is for the first time ever. Uh, yep. Luke, say bye to the people. Bye to the people.